The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans, so belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 show of Sports Bar Podcast Show 272 on this January the 26th, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code one four two zero escaped at manscaped.com today and uh save yourself 20 percent, and you get free shipping on all your uh personal grooming products uh and the like we talked about it i'm sick of them but anyways uh today happy to be joined by aaron riley and jd kingsley from the uh brutally honest sports podcast actually the new revamped renewed uh fantastic show now guys you got going on there uh the brutally honest uh, sports podcast how's things going tonight gentlemen going well yeah i really appreciate you guys having us on definitely an honor and i'm glad you're enjoying the revamp so that's always a good thing yeah thanks, Aaron, thanks, thanks. oh can't complain man can't, mild winter um probably especially compared to you guys but um <laughs> yeah we're our team's in the in the nfc title game we can't complain we're trying to just go onward and upward with the podcast but uh, appreciate you uh letting us come on no, it's always good having you guys, having uh, guests on the show, and uh, gets all gets people to listen to both our shows. But it's a good thing. Uh, Dave, how's things with you? Things are okay. Uh, it's actually surprisingly mild for how much we were bitching up in uh, December. We're hovering around uh, in American ease, hovering around thirty-two, which is a treat. It's an <laughs> absolute treat this time of year. So we're gonna take it while we get it, and uh, glad to have you guys on. Uh, it's so it's always fun to do these collaborations, and uh, I'm looking to I'm looking to stir the pot a bit a little bit later on for, with our Philadelphia friends. Well, that usually what happens. That's what happens on Thursday nights. We stir the pot a little bit more on Thursday. If we do Mondays, Mondays we're usually uh, a little bit tired for some reason. But Thursday we're getting into it a little bit. Uh, before we get going, the football talk, boys. I don't know how much you. Uh, You've uh, caught on some past shows and everything else, but me and Dave have some disagreements to now and then. A couple of big ones came up last year, and I think you guys need, well, now there's going to be four votes now, because that's, that's no good either, but uh, hopefully you guys agree with uh, one of us or both of us or however this may work out. But first, first things first, when you guys load a dishwasher, do you put the handles up or handles down? <laughs> Aaron, you want to take this one? Yeah, I'll I need take- it for both of you. Uh, definitely, definitely handles down, man. That's, that's risky business the other way around. My, my personal opinion. Oh, see, I see. I've always been the dishwasher in my house. So I hold the pan pan by the handle so that I can scrub it. If I put the handle down, it's kind of like slips out of my hands. So I got to go handles up, man. No, 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 man. Like with, uh, he's talking about when you put this in the dishwasher. In no, I know. I was like, oh my God. I had to start off right away. Um, with, <laughs> you sounded uh, so much uh, smarter than your other podcast. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, um, I would say I've only ever had a dishwasher in one of my places, and I, I think we probably put the handles up, honestly. That makes sense. That makes complete sense. That way you don't cut your hand. Yep, We've talked is- about it. So 2-2, two, two, still a tie vote. Still a tie vote. And number two, um, when you eat Chinese food or whatever it may be, do you use chopsticks? 
Fuck no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I heard, I, man, when I heard when I heard you guys go off about that, that I almost I almost <laughs> lost it. That that was one of my favorite moments ever from your guys' show. Uh just how Brent was like, man, just fuck chopsticks in general. Uh <laughs> so I'm kinda I'm kinda right there. If I was eating sushi, that's about it. Other than that, like I don't know how you eat um any other Chinese food, like the noodles are slipping out. It's, I don't want it to be a pain in the ass process. You know what I mean? I just I'm not trying it. to have it take as much time as two meals. I like to eat, have leftovers and do something, come back for it later. I'm not trying to sit there for six hours. hundred percent. And I eat it at the same pace as everybody. And you have to respect the cuisine, like noodles, like you're, <laughs> you, you, we have, we have, uh, Asian noodle bowls in our house. When we serve Asian food, that's what we put it in. And yeah, so I you have it. spaghetti and you put it in a fucking bowl? <laughs> Is it Asian? No, we have spaghetti <laughs> dishes for that. Spaghetti I eat with a spoon and fork. Oh, uh... This was never going to get resolved. We did 300 of these fucking shows. This you, was you, never going to get resolved. You grab the noodles and spin it on your spoon and then you throw it in. It's the best way to eat spaghetti. So Spoon noodles. and fork. No, I agree. Yeah, for, for spaghetti, the exact for same for way. Spaghetti. But for noodles, no, you're allowed to chew it and let it drip back into your bowl. That's respecting the culture and the food. <laughs> to me, it sounds like you're being a slob. <laughs> I respect the culture by buying their food and enjoying it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's my respect for the culture. Jesus oh, no, I'll, I bite my ramen off and let it fall back into my bowl. <laughs> this isn't going to get resolved. Yet. So let's get into some uh, sports talk. That's why people tune into the show, I hope, and listen to the 1420 Sports Bar podcast and the Bruliano Sports Podcast to listen to a little bit of uh, sports talk here and there and everywhere else. Uh, AFC, NFC Championship games are happening this weekend. Uh, I think, I personally think the top four teams uh, are in these, these these games this weekend. I don't think it's... Uh, uh, I don't think it's a surprise. I don't think there's any team that's that shouldn't be there. Uh, Aaron, what say you? Yeah, I'm with you this year. I mean, kind of surprising given, uh, like, we didn't know what Jalen Hurts was going to be this year. We didn't know, obviously, Brock Purdy being a third string. Uh, on the other side, I mean, you can kind of put two and two together, like Burrow and uh, Mahomes were there last year. Same type of deal here So uh, this year. So, um, yeah, the, the best four teams are in it. I I'm excited, um, especially being an Eagles fan, full disclosure. But, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's uh, at the beginning of the year, if you would have told me it would have been Eagles and Niners, I would have been a little surprised. But uh, how the how the years played out, yeah, 100%. JD? Yeah, I mean, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that it would have been the Eagles and the Niners with their third string QB, I would have been a little surprised. I was a lot more optimistic about the Eagles coming into this year, and I know the NFC is generally a bit weaker of a division. You know, I'm going to piss off some Cowboys fans. I'm sorry, not sorry. But um. Yeah, no, I, I I definitely agree that in the AFC, the two best teams are in it. Um, no disrespect at all to Josh Allen um, or, or the Buffalo Bills. They are a very good team. But, I mean, Joey B is just ice cold, and Pat Mahomes is a unicorn. So, I agree. The four best teams are in it. Dave, we talk, you, you talk about, don't we, you, you talk about a lot about the NFC being uh, the weaker sister of the two. Um, are you surprised at all the way that the NFC turned out, the two teams that are, that are in there right now? Well, no. Not really. I, I kind of had I preseason. I would have expected maybe Tampa to be in the mix and the Rams to be in the mix. But um, if I was, I think Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in the NFL right now. Um, he he kind of proved it, taking garbage quarterbacks to the 
to the <laughs> NFC title game or the Super Bowl forever. Like, it's just, I don't know how he does it. And and he's doing it now with Mr. Irre- Irrelevant. So this the Niners don't surprise me at all. And if we're going to talk about the NFC East and the, the Eagles, like, let's talk about the fucking schedule. Like, it's a goddamn... We'll get the NFC in a second, dude. We'll get the NFC in a second. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that later. We'll get that love fest and the hate fest that we have for the NFC uh, in the second part of the show tonight. Uh, but I will also say this. I got one more thing. I remember yeah. after the season was over last year, Aaron was uh, crying in his beer. And and I believe I DM'd it. I was looking for it, and I couldn't find it. Um, I said, hey, you, you're in a shit division, and you got a quarterback that showed great promise. And look at where we are right now. So I, I am a bit of a soothsayer on that regard. I don't know if you rec- <laughs> recall that, Aaron. I'm if you throw enough shit in the wall, something's bound to stick there, Dave. That's how that kind of works. Well, I, I got receipts. It's just a matter of finding your receipts. My filing system isn't that good. JD, we'll start with the AFC Championship game this weekend. We'll get in, into the, the game itself. You got uh, the Chiefs, the Bengals. The Bengals have not lost. Joey Burrow, like you said, he's uh, Joey Ice. He's Joe Cool. He's the whole bit. He's uh, he's rolling. They beat the Chiefs. So he's he's beat the Chiefs all three times. He's faced them. You got Mahomes with a bad wheel per se. Who knows what's going on there? Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Is it just a matter of if Mahomes wheels okay, the, the Chiefs will be okay, or what, what's your thoughts on that? See, it's so tough, honestly, because even with a healthy Mahomes, I think the Bengals pose a serious threat to, to any team, but especially even to, like, the Chiefs. They seem to have had their number. I think Joe Burrow just has more weapons than Mahomes, and I think that's ultimately going to be what it comes down to because Mahomes is a bit injured, yet he has Kelsey, the best tight end in the league, you know, but his receivers just – they're not on the same level as Joe Burrow. We got Joe Burrow, who's healthy. You got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, you know, Joe Mixon out of the backfield, um, T. Higgins. So the game, you know, I would flip a coin, and if I was going to put a bet down, I'd be cool with betting on whatever coin flip it ended on because both of these teams are extremely good. And Pat Mahomes is able to make something out of nothing like no other quarterback I've ever seen. I don't know, like in last week's game, like he came back in the game and like he jumped off his left foot to throw a touchdown pass in the back of the end zone. Like nobody does that kind of thing. So I think the difference will probably end up being like his ankle not being able to make just enough plays to get them as far as as the Bengals are going to be going. And if the Bengals are smart, they're going to be collapsing that pocket as much as possible. And I know that some of the Bengals uh, defensive players can, can get home to the quarterback. So it's going to be one hell of a game. That's for sure. But I would probably put my money on the Bengals. If someone, someone made me put money on it. Aaron, I, I kind of feel the same way that JD does about, about the, uh, the Bengals win this game, just for the simple reason that the, uh, Mahomes is hobbling a little bit and his, his, his wheel, who knows how, how it is. And it's kind of funny how there's a, basically a, uh, uh, there's a hush around the uh, the Chiefs locker room and whatnot. No one's saying anything about how Mahomes actually is. There's not anything going out. If I was uh, if if I was Bengals uh, defensive coordinator, I would pull a uh, Cobra Kai and say sweep the leg and and go after Mahomes' leg a little bit and just and just finish it <laughs> off. Is what I would do. Yeah, uh, I think if Mahomes was healthy, I think the Chiefs get this only due to the fact that he's zero and three against Burrow, and I I just think that that probably infuriates him. Uh, and I just feel like he's not going to not beat him. You know what I mean? At some point, he's going to find a way to beat Eventually, him. Eventually, you have to end that's the streak. I, right? That's what I think. But, yeah, with, with the bad wheel, like you said, I mean, that be that might be enough to uh, to hinder the Chiefs. I mean, J.D. makes a good point with uh, 
all those weapons on the Bengals is is you know poses a threat to the Chiefs' defense for sure. Um, I think the biggest strength. I'm not gonna say the biggest strength, but that Bengals defense has gotten a hell of a lot better. Um, so that's something you gotta you know monitor if you're the Chiefs and. They might uh they might game plan because they they made the Bills look pretty average if not worse than average last week. Worse so, than average. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if if Mahomes was a hundred percent healthy, I I'd say, as much as I don't like betting against Joe Burrow, I feel like you know Chiefs find a way. Uh, but if he's hindered at all, I think that the Bengals get it without a doubt. Dave, thoughts? So, I I I agree with everything everybody has said. Like the there's there's two. But- but no, there's two intangibles right here. It, I saw uh, Pat uh, Mahomes came in and out of his press conference without a walking boot or taped up ankle, and he seemed to be walking fine. And you know, from what I've told, been told, a high ankle sprain, you ain't walking without a limp. And he was walking without a limp. Walking to a podium is a lot different than playing an NFL game, but it's that's an encouraging sign for the Chiefs. So if Mahomes is so special because of his improvisational skills, like those underhanded passes, the jump passes, the sidearms. If he has his mobility not to to run past the line of scrimmage, if he has his mobility to pass, then I like the Chiefs. The only the and the other thing is is uh, Cincinnati's offensive line. I think Kansas City can rush the quarterback a lot better than Buffalo can, with uh, Buffalo missing specifically Von Miller. And if they can disrupt Burrow in the pocket and and uh, Mahomes isn't hobbled with his improvisational play, then the Chiefs win. I think both those uh, ticks have to go the Chiefs' way. Otherwise, Burrow is like, if he has time to throw, you're fucked. They're gonna lose. The, the the crowded Arrowhead's always been fantastic. They get, they, I mean, it's obviously they're huge crowds, 80, eighty plus thousand people, and it's loud and it's crazy and then like and but it's but I think every NFL city is that way, maybe except for San Francisco or the LA teams because well, California's a little bit different, but uh, well, they did just are. I'm not saying anything disparaging, but uh, <laughs> like you, you say, like Kansas City, like that crowd's going to be something else. They're going to be loud and get going. Will that have any effect on, on this game at all, JD? No, I honestly don't think so. If there's any other quarterback in there, you know, I think maybe so. But Joe Burrow, just with as cool, calm, and collected as he is, I, I don't think it'll really matter. I mean, you know, Jamar Chase, as a rookie, played big in that game last year. These guys know what it's like to play in the big games. Um, maybe, you know, not being able to hear the snap count, you know, in the audibles quite as well. But, I mean, the Bengals have been preparing for that the entire time. So, I think, honestly, playing in Arrowhead gives the Bengals, um, in some ways, a bit of an edge because, like, they they have the target on their back and it's just and they're you know the villains in this story people are kind of painting joe burrow already as like the villain so he has all the you know confidence and the reason in the world to just go in there and do his thing and i don't think the crowd really plays as much of a part uh, as it typically would against like any other quarterback honestly yeah i read i read something today they're called the, the, the Bengals fans are calling it burrowhead stadium and everything else that's got to getting a little bit cocky in my opinion like hey just a little bit slow <laughs> down a little bit you know like the thing is like maybe, maybe these guys who play for big big time schools in college uh when they get they're playing in front of 80,000 90,000 whatever SECs uh, uh huge crowds from the time they're 18 on 
right. maybe this the, the home field advantage, Aaron, maybe home field field advantage and th- these quarterbacks are so used to it from when they're 17, 18 years old to when they're playing now. Maybe it's uh, nah, it's not even a big thing anymore. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I, I know Joe Burrow said something in the past where he's like, no NFL crowd compares to like what I've played in front of in college. Something along those lines. Like, I definitely agree with that. I mean, the the Penn State's, the uh, Michigan, Ohio State. Always Alabama. back to Penn State. Eh? You just can't stay away. I mean, it's a hundred. <laughs> that's 108,000 people. That stadium yeah. shakes. Uh, so, like, those college, those, even the Alabama, I think they hold 100,000. Um, and, like, those other schools I said, I mean, yeah. 100,000 is, is, is no joke on a Saturday. I mean, those people are beyond wasted and and they'll get as loud as, as anybody. So I don't know. I I don't think these NFL crowds quite compare to the, they don't, I, Brent, I know Brent and I are on the same page with, uh, we, we prefer college, prefer college a little bit more than the pro. And, and I just think the atmosphere is better in my opinion, um, in the college scene than it is, but it is the playoffs. It is going to be as loud as, as an NFL game will be. Dave. Arrowhead, Arrowhead, uh, but you know the the simple fact that Burrow won there last year, um, coming from a huge deficit, had that monster second half, and uh, you know what? If let, let's think back to last year, this game, if Mahomes didn't fuck that up, uh, going for a touchdown and it would took that field goal, they win this game. So so that's going to be on their minds too. Like um, Kansas City might start overthinking this a little bit, being in front, and we fucked this last year. Let's let's not when you're you when you're playing not to fuck it up as opposed to playing to win. It might have a bit of a different mindset, which is I think what happened to Josh Allen last week. He was trying so hard not to turn the ball over. He didn't don't take those chances and trust in his abilities like like Josh Allen has to play when he's at his best. So do you, do you guys think that? That may, like the the pressure, I think, is more on on Kansas City because everybody's been jerking Mahomes off for three years now, and he's supposed to have this many Super Bowls, and supposed to have this, supposed to have that, and they have the one, right? And and that's it. Is the pressure more so on the Kansas City Chiefs to go out and do something because Mahomes, the, the high, I think he's the highest paid guy in football, and they, he's supposed to have all this going on and and on and on and on, and Burrow's like. I'm I'm not yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not. We're, we're the the all shucks is me, and I'm Joe Cool. Uh, is there more pressure on Kansas City to win this football game? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're the number one seed, like you said. I mean, Mahomes has been widely considered the the best quarterback in the league for a couple of years now. He's in the top five in payroll. You know, Andy Reid. He has one Super Bowl now, but he still has that kind of hanging over his head as the guy who can't like fully win the big ones. You know, because with the Eagles, he lost one, and he lost one with the Chiefs. He's this is the fifth straight AFC Championship game for the Chiefs, and they lose this game. They have one Super Bowl on five trips. What does that show you? So, I mean, I honestly think that the pressure is more on for Kansas City. You know, I think Cincinnati is in a lot, a lot better spot as far as that goes. And eventually, if you if you go to five five. Uh five championship games in a row eventually everybody else wants to get paid too so you can't keep you can't keep the group the group together forever there's only so much money to go around and they're giving Mahomes 40 plus a year or 50 plus a year or whatever it is man that's a lot of dough i don't even know where i'd start <laughs> I, I i don't even know where i'd start with that kind of like they you were, know what actually, you know what, Dave? let's not talk football if you were given 50 million bucks what would you do <laughs> starting tomorrow if i was patrick mahomes and I have $50 million in salary, I would say, give me a $10 million haircut, and I never want to see my brother on social media again. 
<laughs> what's up like, I, 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 I like when it comes to stuff like that I, I kind of tune it out because it's, it's ridiculous like, I don't follow I, it either but I, like, it, I don't I shouldn't know who this guy highlights. is but, but he ended up on overdrive up here in Canada they were talking about him they were saying the same thing do you know anything about this guy Aaron yeah. like this guy what him and his wife uh, kind of yeah him and, him and, like the, the brother and Patrick Mahomes wife get in some kind of a Twitter or an Instagram or something something do you know anything I, about this yeah, so I mean, you got you guys use the the term nozzle a lot. Those guys, those not guys. Uh, never mind. I'm not even gonna go into what I was gonna say. But uh, those those individuals are uh, obnoxious. I mean, you had Patrick Mahomes' brother. I think his name's Jackson Mahomes. He was doing some type of dance on the Sean Taylor's uh, like memorial uh, number on the the Washington field. Yeah, yeah. Football. The Washington football or the commanders field, I should say. The um, Commodores, yeah. Lionel Richie and the yeah, Commodores. The, com- yeah. <laughs> the commies. Yeah, the commies field. But uh yeah, and then and then last year at the at the one playoff game, I know his wife popped a bottle. Of sh- it was like 20, 15, 20 degrees out, and she pops the champagne bottle all over these people underneath, uh, almost like making a mockery of like, you. you know, we're we're in the box up here and you got you you little peasants are down here and you're getting all the champagne all over your head in 15 degree weather. They're, they're both like nozzle and obnoxious people, yeah. honestly. So I totally get where Dave's coming from. Like they, Jackson, especially he, he's just, uh, he's just cringeworthy all the time. When you got that amount of dough as, as Patrick Mahomes does and like the, the, the whatever his salary is, he's getting also, he's getting uh, endorsements and the like when you're married and you have a brother, I think that those relationships are actually contracts and you can null and void those contracts pretty quick. (laughs) I'm good. I'll find somebody else. I'll find someone else to be my brother. I'm good. Don't like, I'm I'm good. JD, what's your thoughts on that? In that case, you just pay him to change his name because obviously you don't want to change your name. So you got to pay, you pay him off. And man, it it is kind of disgusting. I mean, I like Patrick Mahomes. He seems to be a real chill guy. It's a bummer that his brother's a dick, but if I had that kind of money, I looked it up. He's making like forty-five million a year. If I had forty-five million, like, what's the first thing I would do with it? You know, I don't even know, man. I, I don't even know. I'd probably just sit there in shock that I have the money. <laughs> like that would be the first thing, first thing I would do. Um, I would probably, honestly, I'd probably buy my mom a house and be like, all right, mom, now you have your own spot. You know. Give her some money, take care of herself, and I don't know. That's just my first thoughts with that. But. I think she'd be she'd be expecting it. If you're like, "What the hell? You didn't give me any fucking money? What's going on here?" Uh, Jesus, yeah. that's crazy. Boys, let's know. let's get uh, let's get down this AFC talk uh, predictions and scores. What do you who do you got winning? Aaron, we'll start with you. Uh, dang, I'm gonna say Mahomes is 75 percent for this game, so it's not gonna be enough. I'll say Bengals 38. Chiefs Damn. 28. Jeez. Okay. Dave? Um, I think this is going to be a hell of a game. I think it might be more low scoring than we think. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to get home a little bit more often than the Bengals did. Uh, give Burrow some issues. Um, Mahomes, it's depending on that. I, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. 26 to 21. JD? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's going to be nearly as high scoring as Aaron's saying. My first thought was like Bengals 27-24 or, you know, 24-21. I know like Evan McPherson is just an absolute savage as the Bengals kicker. 
Um, so I could definitely see it coming down to like a last second field goal by him. But I do think the Bengals get this by about three points, honestly. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go if I had to make a prediction. 27-24. I got hey, the Bengals. A, oh, sorry. 27-24 has actually been the score the last few times they played in the Bengals' favor. Actually, that's a stupid <laughs> yeah. note. I'm, 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 I'm reading about stuff, but yeah, that's yeah, crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm writing something down. Uh, JD, you January 26, 2023, you <laughs> called a kicker savage. <laughs> first time a kicker has ever the, been called. The first savage. time in the long story tradition of the 1420 Sports Bar podcast, a kicker is called a savage. Well, well, except, for that, except for that poor fucker, Brett Maher, or whatever his name was from. Uh, from he was anti savage. Oh, man. What's that guy doing now? Bagging groceries at King oh, Supers or whatever. Something not very savage. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like my, I like my kickers on our show we have standout stud of the week and yeah. uh i've had kickers be my standout stud of the week i mean extremely important make or break a game so they, well they, are, they can exactly like you look what happened with dallas and and, and their little situation there but okay. it didn't cost him justin tucker now that's a savage yeah let's yeah, uh <laughs> I got, I got the, uh, I got the Bengals winning. I think they get after after Mahomes. Like I said earlier on, they're going to uh, sweep the leg, Daniel Sun style, Johnny the karate kid, the whole bit. And I think they're going to go after <laughs> Mahomes, take him down. And I think the Bengals win. Um, Twenty-seven, fifteen, kind of score. Um, be over by the time the third quarters. By the time the third quarters around, there'll be a, just a, a dud of a game because Chad Haney is is. Chad Henney, right? Like Chad Henney, like yeah, he. I, we're not going to see him tomorrow. On sorry, on Sunday, I don't believe that. <laughs> well, at what point do they go to Henney if 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 he if if Mahomes is is inept and doesn't have uh, Mahomes on a journey with the two hand. guys pushing him around is better than Chad Henney. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. As long as Mahomes can walk, I don't think Henny goes in. Uh, unless the doctor comes on, unless he hits his head, we'll put it that way. Unless it's medically determined that he has some sort but of the ankle. He pulls the yeah. tua, yeah. He pulls the yeah. tua, and then exactly, he's so. he's not losing that game. They no, got no. like the painkillers for whatever. This is the one we can have an hour before game. This is the <laughs> one we have at game. This is the one we have it when Here's you have your first tweak. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I agree. He, he ain't going to sleep till Wednesday after that game. Let's get into the Eagles, love. We've been putting it off long enough for over half an hour now. It's only a matter of time for we had to talk about the Eagles and how great the Eagles are and everything else and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they had a great season in a, in a division that's not that's – not Great. Yes, they had three playoff teams and the like, but the rest of the NFC was rather not great um, as well. Uh, Aaron, what got like, you guys watch the Eagles more than more than me and Dave do? Obviously, JD, you as well. What got the Eagles to the point they're at this year to give themselves a chance to go back to the big dance? Um, I think the biggest thing is just the the progression of Jalen Hurts. I mean, I was uh, definitely a skeptic after. I mean, they got their the uh, breaks beat off of them in the Tampa game last year in the playoffs. And I was like, Oh my God, if that, if that's how it's going to look, it's going to be, you know, we're going to be a, you know, barely 500 or, or above team um, going forward. But he, I mean, obviously him being in the MVP race, he's, he's done more than enough to like prove what he can do. And, and he's just a hell of a leader, man. Like I think the team really rallies around him. Um, 
you know, Micah Parsons said it was about the system, not him, but I really think he is the system. He is like the RPO uh, master in that offense and team looks so much better with him than Minshew, obviously. So that, I think the off-season acquisitions like um, Hassan Reddick. I is love a big Gardner Minshew. I do too. I do too. I, I dig that guy. I'd like style. to. See, I'd like to see him start somewhere, just for like Same. give him a shot somewhere. Um, yes. But yeah. but yeah, so many so many off-season acquisitions. Like I mean, AJ Brown changes that whole offense. He's a, like you know we've had a lot of like garbage receivers for quite some time, and now it's finally changing the changing the tide there. So that and and Hassan Reddick and. Kasir White on defense, like there's a ton of people that I could mention, but um, just the the that job of uh, Howie Roseman as the GM and and the defense really really stepping up. I I'm still kind of concerned for this game, and we'll obviously we'll touch on that, but um, yeah, it, it's definitely Jalen Hurts and and who we've brought in as well to help him and help the defense. JD, you want to follow up on that? Yeah, I mean, first of all, the, uh, Howie Roseman deserves his flowers. He was just named the Pro Football Writers Association Exec of the Year for it's the second time he's won it. So, I mean, you know, he absolutely slammed on home run, whatever other sport you want to reference. Uh, Justin Tucker, ice in his veins, game-winning field goal, you know, with that trade to A.J. Brown, uh, pretty much stolen from the Titans, um, as we saw in the Titans game when he just absolutely went off. So just constructing that roster, you know, even little things like, you know, re reconstruction, like Brandon, Brandon Graham's contract and like Fletcher Cox, stuff like that. But, you know, so shout out to him for putting the pieces in place. And then Jalen made the, the made the offseason workouts he needed to do. He focused really on getting that accuracy down, you know, working out with those receivers. So his progression is huge, but they really just put Jalen in a spot to succeed. They're like, we're going to give you everything. Show us what you got. Show us why you were such a stud, you know, in college. Show us why you should be our number one quarterback and the franchise quarterback. So it, it definitely comes down to roster construction and then the big steps Jalen has taken. And then, you know, the other thing for me would just be the improvement of the defense, um, especially like that secondary going out and getting C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Saints, um, signing, uh, shoot, blanking out, not Darius oh, Slayer. Bradbury. Yeah, yeah Bradbury. Bradbury um, after the Giants cut him. So, yeah, it, there's just so many different things to point to. But if I had to pick two, it would be roster construction by Howie Roseman and Jalen's uh, the steps he's taken as a, as a quarterback and a leader. Dave, I'd, I'd ask you to follow up, but there's no way you can. These guys know what they're talking about. I got two questions for you. I do have two questions. <laughs> I'm not going to add to it, but I am going to I am gonna ask two questions. I can't follow questions. that shit up. There's no way, man. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, Boomer Sooner or Roll Tide? Who is he? I, I think he's boomer sooner, to be honest. Like, obviously, he got benched for, for Tua at Bama, and he's like, I'm out of here. Take my talent somewhere else. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he he, he balled out at, at uh, OU as well. So, boomer sooner. And I'm not the biggest Alabama uh, Roll Tide guy anyway, so that's fine with me. Yeah. Well, I was just curious because, like, it, it's it, – it's... I was just curious. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um. So, going into Sunday's game, this is the first – does it concern you at all that this is the first time the Eagles are going to be tested all year? Their schedule has been an absolute fucking joke. Like, and you'll look at it, and you you have to agree you with You can me. only play who your schedule says. Once again, I want I, – I know, but you also want – You can't to just say, ah, we're going to schedule and get someone's mom to call somebody else's team and play somebody else. <laughs> Understood. I and, I and, like, that's not what we're talking about. I'm just oh, thinking okay. – that San Fran is the by far and away the best team they've played all year. 
and they're going to, they, they're, I think Philly's a little bit lucky that they get to play him at home. But I've said it before. I think Kyle Shanahan is the best coach around. I think San Francisco is the best team by 10 points they've ever seen all year. I will not argue with that. I think San Francisco is definitely the best team. Here's, here's the way I look at it. The Eagles played a softer schedule, sure. They played the Giants. They whooped them 38-7. to They absolutely annihilated a bad team. The Cowboys, same thing. Soft schedule. It took the, the Niners playing against Dak Prescott, who's going to be Dak Prescott in big moments, and they still just kind of squeak by in a lot of ways with that victory. So it's like, sure, the Cowboys are a bit better than the Giants, but not to the level where I'm like, oh, my gosh, they barely beat the Cowboys. Like, we have to be worried. I think the Eagles took care of business against the Giants. Um, and they're going to be coming in. Sure, Shanahan is a genius, but he hasn't got it done. He has not yet to win the big game. You know, I won't argue with that. And it's Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. When it comes down to it, like Dallas made him look like a normal player, and the Eagles have a better uh, defense than Dallas. We got Super Bowl winning players. How many years, like over under how many years is Brock Purdy going to play in the National Football League? Like realistically. Like oh, he's, he's he's lucky uh, to be there now. Like re, like honestly, when does the third stringer ever get this this opportunity? Yeah, he's won he's won seven in a row, eight in a row now, and every, but how many years is he going to be in the league? Three. For, for me, he is like I don't know, man. Something about that guy. I, I hate the face. I hate seeing the guy. I hate everything about him. Uh, uh, just something rubs me the wrong way. It just is what it is. So I hope he falls on his face. I hope yeah he gets annihilated in this game. And uh, I mean they they. They traded up to get Trey Lance. I, I still, I don't know what they're going to do there. I mean, if, if Brock Purdy goes on and somehow, some way wins the Super Bowl, which I don't ever see happening, um, may, you know, I think it would be obnoxious for them to, like, you know, give somebody else even a competition at that point. Um, yeah. But, you know, if he looks shitty in this game, I mean, I think it's competition next year. I think Trey Lance, you know, if healthy enough, will probably play because they've, I think they have a lot of value in like, they see a lot of value in Trey Lance. So that's my opinion on it. I I think this game's going to determine a lot with, you know, going forward with Brock Purdy in the, in the NFL. Yeah. You said, Oh, sorry, JD, go ahead. You said over under as a starting quarterback in the league. I can't say for sure as a quarterback in the league, definitely over five. And here's why I'm going to name two names. Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold. If those guys can be starters in this league, absolutely trash. Sam Darnold. But they're both still on their rookie contracts, though. Both of them. That's Uh, no Darnold. Darnold got his. uh, He got paid a little bit. Yeah, he got he got paid a A lot of for how garbage he is. He's trash. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I think Darnold's still on his first. No, Darnold's Darnold's six years in the league now. Yeah, Carolina, Carolina. Lana gave him the bag, and I was like, that was the worst <laughs> idea. God, that team is an atrocity. So Carolina has Frank Reich now. And yeah. in the offensive coordinator for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl, I think Frank Reich will be able to do something with the quarterback down there that they haven't had in, in many years, probably since since Cam Newton, you know, and Cam's a different different character for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I think Purdy stays in this league. I think he's definitely earned himself a spot in the league. Does he get a chance as a starter if he flops in this game on the Niners? I think there's a quarterback competition next year. Uh, if not, if he ends up winning the Super Bowl, he's the starter hands down. And uh, 
they can just, you know, take their losses on Trey Lance. When all they, when it comes down to you get a, you trade up for Lance and then end up spending a seventh round pick on a franchise quarterback, it's all good. It's not, it's not a loss at all. You know, what happens if this ends up being uh, Tom Brady 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever you, you, know, you would say it now? What, like, what if it does? Because Tom Brady got his shot after Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Right, and then he went on on their magical run with a with a pass that should have been called uh, a fumble, not an incomplete pass, and the rest is history. With Tom Brady, like <laughs> yep, what what yep. what happens if this is the same situation? It very well could be because if he's in a situation where Shanahan's the coach, we'll get on to the the NFC Championship game in a second. But it's kind of lining up to be that kind of a situation. It actually it one hundred percent is the exact same thing that happened twenty two years ago. No, I agree. I agree 100%. I, I think it is very similar to that in some ways. I think Drew Bledsoe was a more established starter in the league. He had a lot more success. So for, for Tom to come in and take his spot was a little bit more surprising, quote-unquote. Whereas, you know, Garoppolo, he hasn't won the big one. And Trey Lance, you know, he got hurt. He's He hasn't done anything in the league yet. So it very well could be one of those things. Um, as long as the zebras don't start calling bullshit calls for for Purdy and already not- fucking making excuses, I cannot believe this. We weren't even talking about this game, and you're making excuses for your team already. I love no, it. No, 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 not at all for the Eagles. I'm saying you, you, <laughs> said, you said that Brady, that Brady had that pass that should have been yes, called. Okay, and from the very beginning, they were cheating for Brady, and that's nice rewind. Yeah. And, and then Belichick. <laughs> You know, Belichick's cheating. So that's what bothers me. I mean, I don't have a problem if Purdy ends up going on to be a good quarterback. Respect to the kid, flat out. Do I want him to beat the Eagles? No. But if he plays a good game and balls out and beats the Eagles, respect. I I can't hate on that at this point in time. (laughs) I can't hate on it, honestly. Like, you got to give the kid his his due at this point. He's done what he's been asked to do, and and here he is. Maybe it is another Tom Brady situation. And then we'll be hearing Nozzle, and I'll have to hear Aaron for the next 10 years on the podcast talking shit about Purdy. And it'll be, it'll be what it is. I think I I think Purdy's in that like like Brent how you you alluded to that like I think Purdy's in the perfect situation. Like put Purdy on the giant or on the Jets, and he will look just as bad as Zach Wilson. I think if not the same. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan schemes it up. I think they have a million weapons. They have, I mean, they're all their receivers are basically a running back at one point in that offense. They have George Kittle, who's an absolute animal. Like I, he's in a position where he can't fail, and I and I can't. He still has to make the throws. Don't get me wrong, but like if you put even Sam Darnold in that offense, he might look like you know the second coming. So it's like it, it's kind of tough to say. Like he's if he was to go somewhere else, like if they moved on from him for whatever reason, I how successful. Like if he went to the Cardinals and the Cardinals traded Kyler Murray, and then he's the like, will he look average? I think he would. I find it yeah. funny how oh, you uh, your your second your disdain for Sam Darnold is there a little bit of hostility that there was a certain Rose Bowl that happened a few years back <laughs> where the USC Trojans with Sam Darnold the Marlboro Man some, uh, <laughs> I don't know just some, somehow beat the uh, the Penn State Nittany Lions is, is that still a little bit a uh, little no. bit of hurt feelings there somewhere. I, I I hate uh, James Franklin more than I hate Sam Darnold for that because he should we should have won that game. So I, well, that was a great football whatever. game though. That was that a was, fantastic game. Yeah, that was. Yeah, Saquon did his did his thing in that. But yeah, no, I just thought uh, I don't know Sam Darnold. He he's just when he said I was seeing ghosts out there. Ever since then, I'm like that ain't that ain't <laughs> yeah, the guy you want. Right there's there. issues and grievances there, Dave. Uh, <laughs> just one quick thought back to that uh, pretty thing. The worst thing about this situation for him is is he's a rookie. 
and so the the team still has three more years of control after this. Before he gets his second contract, he's going to have to do something. He's going to have to do something, and nothing's guaranteed for him. I'll, like you got to give him full credit. He's he's getting his opportunity and he's run with it. But it don't mean squat. Even if he wins the Super Bowl, he still has three more years of team control. So he's going to have to show something to somebody before he gets really paid. JD, what's it going to be like for the uh, Eagles on Sunday in Philadelphia at home? What's your thoughts on the, the crowd going to be like? And is this one going to be the old, because uh, Purdy went to Iowa State, I think it was, so he didn't play in front of the huge crowds. Uh, is this go- is that crowd in Philly going to be a bit more rabid uh, than usual? Because I've heard, I don't know if you guys have ever been to games uh, in Philadelphia, but I've, I've heard uh Horror stories. I, like the the old joke is they they booed uh, Santa Claus and they throw batteries and blah. And there's a there's a jail <laughs> downstairs and the whole bit. Uh, is this crowd going to be a little more revved up on Saturday than, than usual or Sunday than usual? I believe so. Yeah, this is the first time uh, the Eagles have been in the NFC Championship t- since 2017. In that game, the Eagles were disrespected as underdogs. This game, they're they're slight favorites, but people have been disrespecting the Eagles all year. It's been like, oh, the schedule, or oh, they can't do this, oh, they can't do that. Like, yeah, no, I see you pointing to yourself. <laughs> But when it comes down to it, like they have the opportunity to prove all the haters wrong. And the fans know that, you know, honestly, like the Eagles fans are pissed. They're tired of hearing about it from every other team. We walloped your team. Oh, it doesn't matter. Cause blah, 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 this, this, or that, like, you know, Hey, we can only play who's in front of us. The fans are going to be riled up in a way. It kind of still feels like an underdog feel as a fan for myself. Um, and you know, Purdy played against Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen won that game. Purdy did lead a, fur- a furious comeback um, in college, but I-, I think it'll be be something where where that crowd affects Purdy more so um, than say the game up in Kansas City. Purdy hasn't been proven as a successful quarterback other than in you know a couple games we've seen. So and the last game he played against Dallas was in San Fran. So I think the crowd's going to get to him a lot more. Uh, I think they're going to really come out and just start with a lot of like short passes and just let McCaffrey and Debo do their thing. You know in space just to kind of try to get Purdy comfortable. Cause even in that first game against Seattle, you know, it took him a little bit, a whole half to kind of get, you know, the jitters out and, and get back, you know, to playing decent football. So yeah, I think the crowd will mess with him. That McCaffrey's something else, isn't he Aaron? Like he's like, yeah. I, I hate, I, I fucking hate Stanford. I That's what I think about <laughs> about him. Like I can't stand Stanford. And I, I, no matter what he does, I'll think about that no matter what. Uh, he's like, he's a, he's a game changer and he could be the guy that could, could spoil. Cause I, I, I think that I think Philadelphia should be a, five-point favorite, six-point favorite in this game. But McCaffrey's the kind of guy that could, that could turn the tide by himself. No one stopped him yet. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very obviously. I mean, they they line him up as a receiver. He runs the ball out of the backfield. Like he can he can do anything on the offensive side of the ball. Um, it's scary. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm always the pessimistic type of fan because I've seen every sing, single one of my teams fail in the biggest moments time and time again. And I mean, it could be worse. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a Browns fan or anything, but uh, You're an Orioles, Orioles fan. That's why you keep seeing your teams disappoint you. Oh. Orioles, Penn State, Eagles. I mean, it it, it hurts a lot, but uh, I don't know, man. I I definitely it, I our linebackers and coverage aren't aren't the best. That's kind of concerning. I, I'm a little bit worried about George Kittle getting open and and making a lot of plays. That that is something he's done to us in the past. 
that and, and McCaffrey, but I think our pass rush is going to be the biggest thing. Like if we can, if we can knock Purdy on, on his ass where he belongs to be, I, I think we can win this game. Uh, and I think our offense will do enough to win this game. Dave, how many points do they have to try to get? Cause that San Francisco defense is something else. Best in, best in, in football. They, 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 they're saying, I don't know who they are, but they say, they say a lot. Uh, how many points does Philly have to get you think to, uh, to lock this one up? It's, you know, not watching any Philadelphia games like uh, this year, um, but I have caught a couple Niner games. It, it's it's a matter of shutting down AJ Brown, I think. And if they, if if you take that away from Hertz, and then he starts scrambling, um, it's if they can contain and take away Hertz, uh, I I don't know how San Francisco loses because, like you said, Aaron, like uh, the the linebacker core and then the, the unique weapons that Shanahan has, who I profess my love for him as a coach and having multifaceted p- players like Debo, Elijah Mitchell and, um, and McCaffrey, and then still have Kittle coming down the middle. Like if you can create havoc through the middle and those five yard run after catches yards after catch plays, I think San Francisco might get off to a big lead and and might win this one like twenty eight to ten. Wow. That's okay. Do you think I got I got some clap back here? You think that San Francisco is going to go into Philadelphia and beat the Eagles after barely beating the Cowboys at home? Is that what you're saying? Take oh. out I'm saying that for <laughs> sure. I'm saying that for sure because now they have a little bit more comfort level. I think both is going to be on fire. I think I think uh, everything you guys say, like uh, Shanahan knows that, and he has these 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 weapons. You just make Brock Purdy throw those three, four, uh, uh, ten yard passes for four or five yards, time and time again, and then that's going to soften it up. People are going to come to the line. You got Elijah Mitchell and McCaffrey um, able to run the ball. Something's going to come up open uh, deep, and, and San Fran's going to take advantage. Someone did some fucking homework for once. Wow. <laughs> you know, I have to ask you this. You know, you talk about shutting down Hurts, keeping him contained. The Eagles rushed for over 260 yards last week um, when Hurts only had like 30 some of those yards. So the Eagles have proven throughout the season they can beat you with the pass. Hurts is over 300 plus yards. They can beat you with the run. They have multiple games with 200 plus. So can San Francisco, as the best defense in the league, can they shut down both the pass and the run? There hasn't been a team this year with Hurts being healthy that's been able to shut down both aspects of the game. I believe so. I believe so. I think uh, San Fran has the uh, pass coverage and also the pass rush. And and to me, every game is won by giving the court, keeping a quarterback comfortable. If you can pressure a quarterback, that's that's the only reason you could beat Tom Brady. That's the only reason you can beat uh, like Joe Montana back in the day. That's the only way you, you're going to beat Burrow. If you can, these two boys weren't alive to see Joe Montana play, Dave. I don't think I'm just no, saying. No, but it's <laughs> the names that are coming to mind, though, right? If you can put pressure on the quarterback, and I think San Francisco has the ability to do that. Um, and and yeah, I, I I think San Fran is is just a little bit better on both sides of the ball. Sunday morning, boys, you guys got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles playing. You guys are big Eagles fan. What's your Sunday? Like, how are you guys going to uh, prepare for the big game Sunday? Are you are you nervous, Nellies? Are you are you 
smoking some dope or are you drinking some beers <laughs> like what do you do in first thing in the morning to to maybe settle the nerves a little bit because fans especially we talk about on our show a lot how football fans can get a little bit amped up about their about their team uh what do you guys how do you prep for a big game before we get to our predictions how do you guys like what's your guys' plan for the game sunday like what's in the morning like, give, give me your uh you wake up what like give me your your guys's uh date how your day is going to go go through what, what what's your thoughts well, my first thought is I wake up and then I have to to send a bunch of messages to Aaron to reassure him that it's <laughs> okay. And that no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna eat. It's gonna be a normal morning, obviously. Like, or honestly, like the game doesn't start till three. My nerves aren't really gonna start get going till about two, two thirty. I'm not gonna let it get to me ahead of time. You know, that's a boring answer, but, you know, I'm waking up, I'm nice. having my Wheaties, I'm reading my book, I'm looking up my stats, I'm going to go on Twitter, I'll probably talk some shit to this hand friend, <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, not super exciting for me. I would have a few beers, but I'm recovering from, from multiple surgeries, so I probably shouldn't mix uh pain meds with the beers but you know who knows maybe we'll get a little wild up in here <laughs> you know, do you watch his see how four o'clock rolls around see what happens but yeah right, right. by halftime who knows you know like if, yeah. if, you know dave's indeed right by halftime we might get frisky with the beer you know you <laughs> do you Aaron? watch it by yourself then or with with people um i i'm unable to leave the house other than for doctor's appointments at this point unfortunately so i'll probably end up watching it by myself uh, I might go next door to the neighbor's place and, and watch it with her. Um, but other than that, it would be it would be at home by myself, unfortunately. So I'd love to that's go out. The way, that's the way I like watching the Broncos play when they, back in the day when they did have big games. Got to be by myself. Their coach got a new job today. Yeah. yeah Jets. The Jets. The, so there's yeah, there's yeah. rumblings about Rodgers going there now. Yeah, yeah, Joe Namath. Joe Namath came out and said that he'd be cool with Rogers wearing his number if Rogers went to the Jets. So just like, <laughs> like the Broncos tried miserably and failed to get Rogers to come out there to Denver, I think. Ooh, Jets that's a shot are, oh, that's that's fine. Like, I'm eating it. Don't worry. Yeah, no, I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I think it's probably another pathetic attempt for another team to get Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think maybe there's a bit more of a chance he goes up and plays with the Jets. But I, I think he stays. He stays with with the Packers, honestly. I mean, if you get the Joe Namath seal of approval at this point, Jesus fuck. The last yeah, smart he, thing he said was that uh, what was it, Susie Cobbler on the sideline, uh, Cobbler. I want to kiss you. You just gunned right up. Uh, the Jets out. are struggling. Oh, they're struggling. Struggle, struggling. Struggling. Aaron, what's your what's your Sunday look like? Uh, so all last season, I watched my game or watched the Eagles games with a buddy of mine. Just went down to the as you guys as you guys famously say the local uh, watering hole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this whole season, I haven't really done much other than watch the games by myself at home. And I mean, we're knock on wood so far so good, playing a lot better than we did last year. So, what are you doing? Yeah, place. I, yeah, I might, I might do that, but I'm a little afraid to jinx things. Like, I might get that superstitious. I'm. Uh, well, you don't want to break as, my TV if they lose. No, I'll break, I'll break something of my own for sure. Uh, I hate, I just hate. I don't like the 49ers. I don't. It's something about them. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I probably will. You know, stay low key. I mean, I, I was nervous the, the second that clock hit zero last week. I was nervous about this the next game already so as we get closer to sunday i'm I'm gonna be a nervous wreck i gotta smoke a cigar when i wake up on sunday morning i'm 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 gonna be it, it's it's 
not often we're we're this close to the you know getting to the Super Bowl. So I really want to win. I really, I mean, we have one ring as a franchise. I'd love to get another one at least. So I'm gonna be a nervous wreck. I already, I already am as we talk about this. So I'll uh, just do everything I can, to, you know, down the beers and and things like that to get my nerves in check for this one. I got a question. When, it, when it's go ahead, sorry, JD, go ahead. No, you're fine. I got a question for Dave real quick here, being an Eagles hater. So if the Eagles beat the Niners <laughs> by some miracle, I got it written down here, 126-23. Dave said 28-10 Niners. So <laughs> we're, we're even, man. We're even. I got it on the pad. So anyway, um, if the Eagles win this game, do they get absolutely obliterated by Andy Reid and the Chiefs or by, you know, Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Or is that oh. a question? I don't think they. I don't. I don't think there's any other option. The AFC is is uh, varsity, and the NFC is JV. <laughs> He's not uh, going to stop until until something goes otherwise, huh? Well, and specifically the NFC East. Like it was a joke of a division, and and they took care of business. I'll never disregard that. But I'll be shocked if the Eagles <laughs> are carrying uh, the Lombardi home. I, I okay. I'll I'll start, I'll start with my my prediction. I, I'm more of a, like I'm not a huge uh, uh, Niners guy, but I'm more of a Niners guy than anybody else than any other team in the NFL. I think the Niners lose this game. I I actually I believe that. Uh, I think the Eagles at home. I think Hertz is on a bit of a mission. I think he's the MVP of the, of the league this year. Uh, I I think that. Uh, he's had the best season of anybody else. Yes, yes, Dave, they play in a weak division, but you can only play who you can play, and, and, and that's what it is. I think the Eagles win this one uh, in a close one. Uh, we'll do a reverse of what happened with the Niners and the Cowboys last week. I'm going to say a, a low-scoring 19-12 Eagles on Sunday is my prediction. So I'm the standout. I'm the only Niners winner here. Are you going 28-10? Is that your official prediction? That's my prediction. Aaron, <laughs> what do you got? I'm nervous, man. I, I can see it going either which way. I mean, this is a coin flip to me. Uh, I can't pick against my own team, especially at this stage. So I'll say Eagles. I'll say Eagles 21-14. JD? Uh I'm going to say that Robbie Gold is going to be busy because Brock Purdy doesn't have what it takes to get them in the end zone enough. So I'm going to say Gold has to kick three field goals. We'll give him one touchdown. So I'm saying Eagles 28-13. And uh, part of that is hey. I'm, I'm just being cocky because I see, you know, Dave's <laughs> over there with a smug look on his face. <laughs> so 28-13, 20, I'll give the 49ers a little more credit than you're going to give the birds. So. Represent, <laughs> and I will say this: San Fran wins the turnover battle. I'm, you got I'm them there. winning like a hundred and six to fucking twelve, don't you? Twenty-eight Do ten turnover. Okay, all right. Let's say six. let's say if Dave's right, and the, and God, I hope I hope he's wrong. But if if the Niners make the Super Bowl, do they beat Joey? B? I I think it's going to be Joey B. Let's just we we assume that. Or no, you picked the Chiefs. So okay, so would yeah. the 49ers beat the Chiefs this time around, or would Kyle Shanahan step on his own dick like he did the last time? <laughs> I think that'll be a hell of a it. game. I think that would be the best coaching game. I think, yeah, I, uh, you know, because if the Bengals get there, they win, and you know, I I think Joe Burrow is so awesome, and I <laughs> that's the guy I want to be when I turn twenty three. Um, <laughs> But it doesn't, it doesn't go in reverse, man. But yeah, it doesn't go in reverse. <laughs> like you're closer to six than you're at twenty. <laughs> but I can't have the Bengals winning a winning a a, a a Lombardi. So I would like to see um 
Chiefs, Niners, and I think that's a I think that's a pick'em. I think that's a pick'em. I'll have to I'll check in. We'll we'll see what happens, and <laughs> I'll have to either gloat or just talk bravado again. In it two should. Weeks. <laughs> I I think it's going to be. I think both games are. are I I think both games are going to be close. I think they're both going to be entertaining. I I, I do I do think that they're they're the four best teams left standing. There isn't anybody who shouldn't be there. Who kind of came in the back door and beat. And nobody beat anybody. Uh, that they shouldn't have, and nobody. I think this is going to be one of the better uh, AFC NFC Championship weekends that they've ever had. Before we go away for our little break here, um, the NFL is talking about having Championship Weekend in neutral sites. Uh, a horrible thought, in my in my opinion. Uh, what do you think about that, JD? No, absolutely, absolutely a horrible idea. Um, I would rather see them having the the seating changed than have them going at a. Um, neutral site such as you know like the cowboys they had a better record than like the bucks like the cowboys should have been higher up in the rankings type thing so that way you know whoever has the best record ultimately gets the home game honestly uh that's that's the way i i see it um but as far as a neutral site i i think that's a horrible idea what's the point of getting the first seed i mean you get the bye week but like what's the point of the rest of the seeding if you're just gonna have to go play you know at a neutral site honestly so i think it's a trash idea dave total it's just a cash grab that's all it is. It's a cash grab, and and it's it's unfair to the fans, like uh, JD just just said. Like it's you've been a fan of this team forever. It's their first chance of a Super Bowl, and but you're the Cleveland Browns, and so <laughs> and, and you're hosting the AFC Championship game for whatever Man. God's reason. Well, like you know, Man, like it's not years. The Cubs won. The Red Sox won. Like, you know, sooner or later, the dog might sign. Like, so now that game is happening. And the NFL can find a nut sometimes, Dave. We're playing this. We're playing this game in Dallas this year. Like, you know, it's robbing the fans of an opportunity to cheer for their team. It's it's a cash grab and it's garbage. Yep. Aaron. Man, maybe maybe I'm crazy. I'd love to see uh, at least them try it. I don't know. Harry, you're gonna, you guys are gonna absolutely body slam me on this one, but um, I told JD this last, I think it was just last week that I'd love to see a an NFL game at at Beaver Stadium at Penn State. There's a hundred, you could hold 110,000. I mean, that would just be electric. I think for an NFL. Oh yeah, game. you remember me saying I was to that show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, ain't no way though. No, I, no I know way. it's not gonna happen. It's wishful thinking. Um, I think the man. Eagles and Steelers should play yeah. there, uh, but that's my opinion. I'll, I'll take it to the, I'll take it to the grave with me. But uh, yeah, I mean, just maybe Michigan, maybe uh, maybe Penn, State, like just a, a huge, huge ass stadium. Maybe maybe it would be better suit for the Super Bowl, like a Super Bowl at a at a stadium that holds an absolute uh, crap ton of people. I'd be cool with that. But I get what I get you what you guys are saying with the like a conference championship or something. And that now you're outnumbered because, you know, certain amount of fans go like it would screw things up. But I mean, the NFL uh, loves to uh, just, you know, hammer Cash their fans. Checks. Yeah. Just, just throw their fans under the bus. They don't care. Yep. They know they'll come back. So uh, I could see it happening. I definitely could see it in the next couple of years, you know, coming to fruition. It's funny you say that, Eric. Me and Dave talked about last week on the show. We said that out of all the like the, the big four sports leagues, the NFL cares the least about their fans. Exactly. They're like, well, "We'll just do whatever we want," and because you people will keep coming, we, we can do whatever <laughs> we want. You will watch it on Mondays. You'll watch it Thursdays. You'll watch it Saturdays. We will do whatever. We'll we'll have a game at six in the morning. 
You will watch <laughs> it, and you will, and and there's nothing you can do about it. The NFL could care less about their fan base. They they don't care like at all, and they'll do whatever they want because people will just like lemmings. Okay, we'll watch, and there's nothing they can do about it. it it's it's actually insane how like every other league tries to find a way to make sure their fan, the fan base can watch games. Uh, not so much on TV because it's uh, that's a whole another wreck we can talk about another day. But the NFL just doesn't care. They they don't, and and they get away with it. And it's insane to me. Like, those Thursday night games are atrocious. The announcers say they're atrocious. And people yeah. are like, yeah, we'll watch. <laughs> well, they, well, because they are king. Like, did we talk about it? I forget. I saw a graphic of the 100 most watched TV programs in North America last year. 82 of them were NFL games. That's nuts. 82 out of 100 was NFL. With a couple of Olympics in there. Like the Oscars was in there, an o- the Oprah interview with that redhead from England and <laughs> his wife. Yeah. Who are trying to stay out of the limelight, but yeah. keep staying in the limelight. Yeah. <laughs> what are their names? Harry and Megan. Harry and Megan, yes. Fuck. Prince Harry. Yeah. They might yeah. be my neighbors. Fuck them. Who cares? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They're once again uh, revolutionizing men's grooming and with the brand new Beard Hedger. Uh, from a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make sure your beard looks or your drapes match the carpet. Like going to manscaped.com using promo code 1420scaped.com and save yourself, uh, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. There's a lot more, but I, I refuse to. <laughs> Every time you read that, I get a little bit more confused. Like when we say that the carpet matches the drape. I don't get it either. I'm just reading what they send me. Like, like, I, I like just, is this pube dye or eyebrow dye? I don't know what's happening here. I think they had somebody write this thing, and then maybe I got the, the, the B squad of uh, Manscaped gripped or something. I don't know, but it's odd. But Manscaped, they, thank you very much for sponsoring us. We have that Manscaped beard your thing we're giving away and whatever somebody wants one, let us know. And what if you have bushy eyebrows? <laughs> That's when you gotta buy the the, 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 the other one, the, the trimmer thing. Yeah, the, the other one, I don't even. Yeah, know. they got a product for everything. You know, they, they got actually, they, they have they have a yeah. lot of stuff. They, they're not just shaving. They, they, Manscaped's got a lot of stuff. You use promo code one four two zero escaped at uh, manscaped.com. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your uh, purchase of some tickets for a concert show or game this weekend. Boys, uh, like we stated earlier on in the show, the... Uh, Philly fans, they get a bit of a bad rap. They talk about booing Santa Claus and throwing batteries in the jail uh, inside the stadium there. Uh, 
is that a little bit uh start with you jd is that uh just uh a fairy tale or is it actually true when you go to a game to watch your beloved Philadelphia Eagles play? What's the game day experience like uh, when you go? See, I've, I haven't actually been to a game in person, unfortunately. So I don't know 100%. I do know Philadelphia Eagles fans get a bad rap because of like the price. It's like one of those things, like when something bad happens in general, everybody knows about it in the world. So in like the sports world, like something bad happens, they're going to get that bad rap, like such as like throwing stuff at Santa Claus. Um, I'm they like, booed Santa Claus. I didn't know they threw shit at him, too. Maybe, okay, maybe it was booing him. Snowball, yeah, snowballs. Know. Yeah, they hit him with snowballs. <laughs> snowballs or something. But, you know, for myself, like, I'm a more reasonable Eagles fan. Like, I'll argue with you until I die about the Eagles themselves. But as far as, like, am I going to come at you as a fan because you like the other team? You're allowed to be wrong, but I'm not going to insult you as a person. You know what I mean? Oh. As far as, like, you know, you can like the wrong team. That's fine. But I'm not going to come at you. I'm not going to throw punches. And I'm not throwing beer on you or anything like that. So, <laughs> Eagles fans get a bad rap for for so many reasons like i personally haven't experienced that but i haven't been to a game you know all my friends we'll get angry we'll throw shit at you know at the wall type thing it but we're not gonna like i've watched games with other fans other team fans and it's been fine i'll put it that way aaron uh i went to a couple of tailgates uh didn't get tickets because it's just ungodly expensive at the time it is i mean it is one of those places where i mean i w- i'll put it this way if I care about anybody, I'm telling them not to wear an opposing team's jersey in in Lincoln Financial Field. That it is a people will harass you. They will throw beer at you. Um, I've seen clips of people getting shoved downstairs. Like Philadelphia is a different. There, it's a different animal. It's an it's like Boston, New York Yankees. I would say, and uh, Philadelphia. Like their fans really hate when other teams. Uh, you know, fans show up. I remember in the Vikings game, uh, there, there were two Vikings fans walking through all the tailgate madness, and there's a clip out there, and they were, I mean, people were throwing full beer cans. I mean, it, it gets to be really, really At 18 un- bucks a beer, you got to be nuts, man. <laughs> Aaron's talking about the tailgate, though, outside. Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah well, and they're tail- 75 cents a beer, whatever yeah. it is there, yeah. <laughs> it's a very a hostile. Cheap, uh, expensive it's a, it's rock. A, it's a blue collar town. Like it, it's just a hostile environment. Like if you're not one of them, you're there, you're going to know it. You're, I, I would not recommend, especially Cowboys as a Cowboys fan. If you go in there, that's, you're kind of playing with your, your, your life a little bit. I would say. Yeah. I have friends who are Cowboys fans and they went to a game in Philadelphia and I'm like, you guys are bold. I'm like, you wearing Cowboys stuff. They're like, absolutely. And they said they had no issues. So maybe God just protected them. I don't know. But Something like, sus. I right think day. it has a lot to do with uh, your mouth. Just keep her yeah. quiet, right? Like, just know <laughs> your role. You're allowed to represent. You're not allowed. You're allowed to cheer, but you're not allowed to rub it in. Like yeah, this is this probably. is yeah. It's like hanging out with your like when if you're eight years old hanging out with your sixteen year old cousin. Like, <laughs> you want him to think you're cool and doing your own thing, but if you lip him off, he's gonna smack you. <laughs> it, it, it must be an East Coast, West Coast thing, I think, a little bit. Because out here, like, I, I consider us more West Coast. Like, we're on in the, the prairies, but, like, we're closer to Vancouver and Seattle and California than than, than we are to, uh, obviously, the East Coast. So, But it must be an East Coast thing because I've been out. I go to games in the West Coast, and everybody seems pretty chill. I go to do the exact same game on the East Coast, and you you guys get fucking nuts, man. 
Just more really, anger or much more, more history passionate. of angry? Maybe yeah. it's more passionate, maybe. I don't, I don't know. There, it, there's less things to do, like, and we have, like, pretty shitty weather in the winter, so I, there's just a reason to be pissed off if you're, like, you know, if you're in California, it's like, what can you really, other than the taxes, I mean, it's a, it's a, it seems to be a great place to be, you know? Well, like the West Coast, too, like, marijuana's legal in, like, all those states, so. You come here to the East Coast, it, it's it's not a thing unless it's medicinal, then you, you better be careful anyway, so. Well, it's, it stands to reason as well, because the East Coast, like, geographically, they're so tight, and there's you know, a hundred more years of history and rivalry up in that area, right? Whereas LA and San Fran being actual power players even on the on the scene, it, it's only been for like forty or like well, forty, probably about sixty years. Whereas Boston yeah, Philly, Dave, you're fifty, man. These I know I almost, entire yeah, life. I, yeah. <laughs> you forget how old you are sometimes. I am. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, we like, may you not know, act like it, but we are. Like even Cleveland has a longer rivalry with any of those cities than Los Angeles or San Diego or San Fran or Seattle could ever even think of, right? Like that's where the history of of sport in North America is. Hockey, NFL, basketball, like that's where the history of sport is. That's where it all developed. And you got your longstanding rivalries and – when you have long-standing rivalries, rivalries, you have some deep simmering hate for certain franchises. As Eagles fans that you two are, uh, what team do you, is it? The Cowboys, the Giants? Is it just uh, Pittsburgh? Like, uh, as Eagles fans, what team do you guys hate the most? Go ahead, Aaron. I'll let you answer I'm, this one. I'm a little bit of an outlier. Uh, I definitely <laughs> don't mind the Cowboys. I definitely don't like the Cowboys. Um, but I, they don't ever fear. Like, they don't put fear in my heart because I know what they're going to do at the end of the day. Uh, they're going to choke. So, I, as much as I don't like them, I, I hate the New England Patriots with a burning passion. I hate, the, I hate the emblem. I hate – I don't like Boston anything. So uh, Love it even me, more. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I just – any uh, – just Boston. I, I just hate the Patriots more than they, – they won all those chips. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand Brady. I can't stand Belichick. Uh, as much as I don't like the Cowboys, I, I, you know, norm, normally they don't beat up on us too much. Uh, I don't really like the giants either. And, and Washington is just, they're a dumpster fire. So, uh, for me, it's, it's, it was the Patriots. Then it was the Bucks, And then if Brady, wherever Brady go, probably the dolphins, I'll hate them next. Um, but <laughs> that's me. That, I don't know if you heard uh, our friends from Level Playing Field, uh, Dave's take on that one uh, about Brady going there to give Tua's brain a year off and, and Tua's going to learn a little bit on Brady. I thought it was a brilliant – actually, I thought it was one of the smarter things I've heard heard Dave say since I started listening to their show a year ago. I was like, geez, that, that makes a lot of sense that Brady's going to the uh, to the uh, the Dolphins to give Tua's brain and then learn how to be a quarterback from a professional. I don't think it's a horrible take. No, yeah. as long as Tua gets another shot, right? Like, let's let's hope he gets to go back in there. But I mean, Brady's almost as old as you fellas, right? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, he ain't he's catching up. To, he's getting closer. closer. To our, you know, he's closer to our age than your age. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's NFL players who were like, you know, in their dads, you know, dot dot dot, or you know, a baby, or not, you know, before when Brady was making his debut. So it's like, yeah, yeah he, it's crazy. He's forty six now. <laughs> 
Uh, he's you got respect to him as an athlete for being able to do what he does. Um, I don't like the man as a person. Uh, you guys, have, if anyone's listened to our show, you know how I feel about Tom Brady. That's for <laughs> sure. I won't get off on that tangent. But as far as back to your question about team, if I'm looking at a franchise, I'm looking at the Cowboys. But the New England Patriots are very close behind, and that's because of Belichick and then, the, you know, Brady and then what they did, the whole cheating scam- scandal. You know, I'm a Yankees fan, so I hate Boston, you know, the, the Red Sox. And, <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, I have to hate the Cowboys more, but, you know, I'll, I'll vote. I'll even vote the Giants over the, the Patriots. Like, that's how much I hate the Patriots. Like, the two times the Giants were in the Super Bowl, like, people are like, how are you going to NFC you, East? Yeah, you know, yep. our, our team, you know, or the Giants over another team. And I'm like, because I fucking hate the Patriots. That's why, like, beat them cheaters. So, yeah, no, Cowboys and Patriots. uh I don't really have any hate for any other teams, really, honestly. Like, I, I like the Giants just because they beat the Patriots twice. And the Commanders are... <laughs> commanders the old, that's one thing, Dave, and we talk about a lot, Dave, that the uh, the one-stars, as a uh, friend, friend of the Van Jim calls them, the Dallas <laughs> one-stars, that made, made me fucking laugh. I don't know why that team gets so much press and so much publicity, because they haven't been relevant in, in 25 years. At least yeah. 25 years. They had the brand name before anyone else had the brand name. When we were kids, we knew about the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, right? And yep. then they and then they hit gold there again with Jimmy Johnson. And then Jerry Jones got jealous of Jimmy Johnson, fired him, and said, "I can do this myself." You think you're so fucking smart? And he hasn't. Hasn't twenty seven years. But you know cap. that brand. Yeah. But like Jerry Jones in the big stadium, and he came on with a splash, and and. They're a brand. They they're the they're the the capitalist model of how you stay relevant and still be shitty. See the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees had a hundred year head start on them. Easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's what I'm saying. Like you know they they're just able to keep themselves in the in the limelight because they they were a brand before any other team was a brand. Yeah, Jerry Jones is full with nothing but one-liners that the press eats up. So, yeah, no, I agree with you. They they hit goal with the cheerleaders and, and becoming that brand, making that brand, and they do have a bunch of Super Bowls when you could buy your players and you didn't have to worry about the cap space. Um, was, they haven't won a Super Bowl since the caps since they uh, started that. So, I know uh, a couple of Dallas fans have yelled at me for that in the past. I'm like, yeah, I'm just spitting facts. But yeah, I agree with you. That brand that they've had for so long is why they're still probably considered America's team. It's See, funny, JD. Angry people hate facts. Like, they, they actually hate facts. Like they get so and you go, well, well, this, and then, and then if you say it with a, with a calm demeanor, like you you say facts with a calm demeanor, they really more. hate facts. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck, I'm, I'm gonna get punched here because I'm, I'm, I'm see just like facts. Yep. <laughs> from my from my point of view, like I've run into Cowboys fans and none of them have given me problems. Every New England fan just looks down on me like I I don't exist. So that's part of the hatred too. Uh, like Cowboys fans have always been respectful, and I've kind of been respectful back. So, I it's that's why they got no shit to I, talk. I guess, yeah, no, I guess, but it's just like, man, New England, just New England people, and I might get canceled for saying all this, but they are just nos. <laughs> like every one of them. No, it's not gonna Come on now, yeah, <laughs> they're all <laughs> nozzles. Everybody from that area. <laughs> Oh man, like yeah, it's crazy. Dave, is there a team like these guys both say like, you're a Broncos guy? Is there an NFL team that you just hate, or a sports team that you just can't? You, I'm good. Uh, in NFL, it's the Seahawks and Bengals. 
Um, Seahawks, because they were AFC foes when I was young, and I've talked about it. Um, Broncos were where we where we live. We were on an NBC affiliate from the states, and then so any football game. With you make it sound like a third world country, man. it was a third world country. You just had to watch what you had to watch, and uh, That's so we all TV used to be before it was all streaming, and yeah. Everything. But like, so like the only game to watch, <laughs> fucking rabbit we were, ears, a piece of tinfoil on a cord or something. <laughs> Jesus. Our feed was out of Spokane, and then so when the so I had to watch Seahawks games, I was like, Jesus, these fuckers suck, and then the Broncos, <laughs> and then uh, Elway, Elway was awesome, Elway is is one of my favorite football players of all time that's when i fell in love with the team so seahawks i hate and i also hate the Bengals. i can't fucking stand the Bengals. it just makes me <laughs> stick that my new favorite player is a Bengal. Why, why, I, I why the they, hatred there i, I hope the Bengals wear just... those slick white uniforms with the white helmets on on sunday Th- <laughs> those are slick man. no I no like they, they will the nfl won't let them there's NFL no likes they money. Like they like money. So but that's why they do it once a year. But uh, uh, the Bengals, like that whole, the, I, I I can't stand that division. The, the, I hate <laughs> the Steelers. I hate the, like, Browns, Bengals, and Ravens that used to be the Colts. Who did they used to be, the Browns? I yeah, forget Baltimore. how they fucked around. But yeah. anyways, that whole, that whole division can just fuck right off. <laughs> it's funny because the only team in that division I like are the Bengals. So yeah, and but they got shitty ownership. They've they've had <laughs> shitty drafting. They've just been shitty. They're 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 the Detroit Lions of the AFC, but now they're good, and I can't <laughs> figure it out. And Joe Burrow is fucking. He's the guy I want to be, man. When I turn twenty three. The guy I want to be right now, I, I try to segue there. I don't know if it's going to work or not. But anyway, the guy I want to be right now is the most fortunate guy in baseball. Aaron, you're a baseball guy. We talk uh, a lot uh, back and forth about uh, the uh, the Hall of Fame and this and that. And we, when I had you out, you and uh, Dave on the show a while ago talking about the Hall of Fame, uh, the guy we didn't speak about who got into the Hall of Fame this week, Scott Rockin' and Rollin' from the Philadelphia Phillies. I watched. I watched all day on. I think it was Monday. Uh, I'm down the down the world headquarters all day, every day. So I don't know what's going on half the time. But uh, <laughs> I was shocked when Roland was the only guy to get uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame on on or voted and not inducted yet because they'll find some. He'll get canceled before before the induction happens in July. But uh, I was shocked when Roland was the only guy to get in. When there was three or four guys on the ballot who I know in my heart of hearts are better baseball players than Scott Rowland. Rowland's a Hall are really good, in my opinion. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Aaron? I'm just, just curious. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, you know, I have a little soft spot for the Phillies. I do watch a good amount of their games. I didn't get to see him play a ton. I mean, if you're looking at at raw numbers, obviously, I mean, he's, he's up there as far as um, – like the batting average being 281, he has 316 career home runs, 1200 RBIs. But yeah, man, I mean, to me, that's that's Hall of really good numbers. Um, that's not like holy shit, this guy. Tore, you know, I think you can make a, a a case for David Wright being a better third baseman. Um, you know, obviously played a lot sooner than than Roland. I don't even think he's on the ballot yet. But I don't know. I mean, 
is he a guy that we'll always remember as like he's a legendary no. baseball player? No, I don't think so either. He was good. He was good. You know, you take him on your on your team. I mean, he played 17, 17 freaking years, but um if he was know. that good, why did he play for five different teams? That's that's a good point too. That's I mean, yeah, I I I don't know. I don't understand baseball Hall of Fame anymore. They used to, they're they're so strict, but yet they're now they're letting guys in that are, you know, very good. So I don't know. So the thing with the, we'll get off this. It's, Dave, I want to hear your take on this as well. And JD, if you want to chime in as well before we get to the who is better part of the show, because I think these are actually kind of funny. But the thing with baseball is how guys can be in a year of eligibility, get. 17% of the vote in their first year when they're closer recency bias happens how they end up with more votes the further away they get from their playing career <laughs> you don't get better <laughs> like you don't get better as a player A-Rod they're, they're, they're punishing him they're, they're not, they're, he, 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 he even said he's not getting in for his indiscretions that happened and, and the like and he said I'm not he got more votes this year than he did his first year of eligibility explain that to me uh, JD I think honestly with that is I think that more and more people are just starting to accept the fact that we that baseball needs to be less old school and start to give guys like A-Rod who have the stats votes you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Bonds had the steroids, McGuire had the steroids, like A-Rod did some stupid shit. But when it comes down to it, like, we really, in my opinion, we really should put these guys in the hall. You know, throw an asterisk up there, but, they sh you know, do we throw asterisks next to the teams that get caught cheating? No. So are we, are we really going to take away from what these guys did and their talent? People have been cheating in baseball for so many years. They just that eventually started to care a little bit more about it. So. I think that's what it comes down to is people are like, all right, like A-Rod, he isn't as bad as Bonds. He isn't as bad as McGuire, you know, give him more votes type thing. I think the younger, as the voters get younger, the more likely those guys are going to be put in the hall, in my opinion. I think that's what it should be, at least. You talk about cheating and you look at uh, Carlos Beltran, who went to, uh, and I love Beltran, like he, my man, Carlos Beltran. Uh, he was a great <laughs> Yankee. He actually threw a baseball up at Yankee Stadium. I caught it and I, I still got it over here somewhere. But uh, he... Uh, he got he was implemented in the cheating scandal. He was the guy that basically the Astros said he brought it to to the uh, to the game. He got sixty whatever percent of the votes this year, and all the voters are already saying, "Well, he'll get in next year." So it's just a punishment for one year. Like what? What's the point of that, Dave? I'll never like. I understand, but I don't understand getting on the ballot, staying on the ballot. And you're allowed to be there for ten years, and that's and that above. All things is why I think Scott Rowland is he just is in a sweet spot. Like there's 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 peaks and valleys where sometimes there's like four guys that deserve to get in. We can only put in three, blah, blah, blah. Roland is the bottom of that trough now, right? Like how oh well, we gotta vote for someone. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. Why Houston not? Street got a vote for fuck's sakes. Well, that's what I'm saying. All right, Dickie, like the, the list of the guys that got dropped off the ballot for having less than 10%, there's guys on there that I think are not as good as Roland, but in the conversation. And I I I, I don't fucking get it. You know, like like so like you're you're saying, like Roland was just really good, kind of good, some good years. I, Sheffield's I better. Yeah, Sheffield. A-Rod's Rod, better. Yeah. Um, 
Bobby Abreu. Jimmy Rollins. Like, I have the list in front of me. Like Tory Hunter. Tory Hunter. Yeah. yeah, I saw him play I put, a good bit. Yeah, you live. know, like, and I don't know if that's because he's a more recognizable name for me, but they were in the league for like uh, small market franchises the entire time, and I I know Tory Hunter. And his career a lot better than I know Scott Rowland. He just had to be a third baseman that stayed relevant for a long time. I never thought of that until I just said it, Aaron. If he was that good, why do you play for that many teams? If yeah. you're that good, you stay on. You stay on one or two teams. That's it. Yeah, I mean, for him, that what five? I'm teams? smart sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I think you bring Shane up a great point. Shane was the back with... for old Brent Radlinski <laughs> there, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Sheffield, like that. That when you brought that up, I was I was kind of looking through like. You know, who else could have made it here? And, like, as much as I'm a Yankee hater, I mean, Sheffield did absolute, you know, damage on on the Yankees. And then I know he bounced around a good bit towards the end of his career. But, yeah. Won a World Series with the Marlins. Yeah. Yeah. Their only World Series. Yep. So, I mean. Oh, they have two. They got two. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. I didn't even know. I see. I mean, well, you were too, you're too so young. Long. Yeah, I, I was just <laughs> a thought at that point. You weren't even. I don't <laughs> think you were. I don't even think you were a thought back then, man. <laughs> one with Kevin Brown, one with uh, Beckett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know because who Brown the, the, the blockbuster guy? What was his name? Heisinga. He owned them. Yeah. And then he just said, "Get out, everybody." Jim Leland was the uh, manager, smoking yeah. cigarettes in the in the dugout. Well, as long as you're winning. <laughs> Smoke him if you got him. Uh, yeah, it, the, the baseball Hall of Fame doesn't make sense to me, but it's it's what it is. We're not going to change it here in the fourteen twenty podcast. But uh, I got a Philly edition for you boys, for all three of you. Uh, three vote. I, I teach this at my umpire clinic every week. Uh, one call is good. Two calls are bad because well, it's bad. But three calls is okay because you get a vote, right? So that's kind of how this works. Because if you make one call, hey, right on. Two's like, oh, this 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 isn't going to be good. But there's three of you here, so we'll come out best two out of three, like uh, Meatloaf said in the uh, famous song from 1970, whatever that year, what whatever. Bat out of hell, you were alive back then, Dave. What, I what, was, what year was that one? Bat out of hell, the first one. 78, 79. Yeah, it was when I had ears and could listen to the radio and understand <laughs> it. Anyways, uh, who is better, <laughs> Philly edition? Aaron, we'll start with you. Uh, Philadelphia quarterbacks of the uh, past and the present. Who is better, Donovan McNabb or Jalen Hurts? Oh, oh, it's so early to say. I'll I'll say Jalen Hurts goes down as as the better quarterback, but I do I do love me some some McNabb. Everybody everybody around me hates on McNabb, and I constantly get abused for it. But I, I defend McNabb. JD? Yeah, I would say Jalen Hurts with the caveat that if McNabb had the type of weapons that Hurts had, I think McNabb would have probably gone down as the better player because he would definitely have a, at least one Super Bowl. He made something out. He and Andy Reid made something out of nothing. The one year they got a good receiver, T.O., they went to the Super Bowl and then got beat by the, the cheating Patriots. So it's like if McNabb had the, the player, the supporting cast, I think um, – McNabb would be better right now. I, I gotta go with Jalen Hurts. I love the Boston disdain. It makes make, makes my heart smile. First <laughs> of all, first of all, the correct answer is Randall Cunningham. Uh, <laughs> second of all, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I, I I had that on my list, but I went with I went with the, uh, so, the more of a controversial pick, I guess. Uh, the, the it's it's you can't. I don't think you can pass judgment on Hurts yet. Three. Donovan McNabb 
the more the bigger the game was, the more unclutch he was. Right? He got to one Super Bowl and he literally puked on his shoes. <laughs> so um no Donovan McNamon, like so if I had to pick between Randall Cunningham and Jalen Hurts, I'd pick Jalen Hurts. I was sorry, Randall Cunningham, Hurts or McNabb. The verdict's out on McNabb, but I know sorry, the verdict's out on Hurts, but I know what happens to McNabb when the pressure's on. So the answers that you gave us, Brent, hurts. <laughs> <laughs> You're the reason why people don't vote in elections, eh? Because that curtain stays closed for way too long. The lineup is just huge, right? They're like, I'm not wow, standing in line. No, by the time I'm not standing there. in line. I'm not standing in line. I'm not standing in line. No, I'm, I'm just fucking with you, Dave. Uh, the conversations I have in my head before I check that box. Two, uh, <laughs> two Philadelphia celebrities here. Uh, JD, we'll start with you. Who is better, Kevin Hart or Kevin Bacon? Oh. <laughs> Man, these questions are ridiculous. I know it's. Yeah, I love, I love me some Kevin Hart. Uh, his voice is just what gets me. The, the fact, his stature and his voice. So I gotta go with Kevin Hart. He's absolutely hilarious. Not to knock on Bacon, he's a funny guy, but just. Just the way that heart, especially like what is it, the DraftKings commercial, even like just recently, always cracks me up every time I see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is quite, quite funny. <laughs> actually, he has just like, yeah, I'm five foot two, but I got swag like I'm six nine with a big dick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, he probably does. Thanks, <laughs> Dave Kevin Bacon. <laughs> That's it, eh? <laughs> so. I don't dig on Kevin Hart's humor, and that's it. Okay, well, we'll get... Aaron, break the tie. Uh, I'll say I'll go with my my main man JD on this one, but it's I don't I don't think Kevin Hart's stand up is extremely overrated. I don't think it's good at all, but I think he's good in in movies. I'll give him that. There we go. Um, let's do this one. Uh, who is better, basketball? Uh, Philadelphia 76ers Sixers uh, icon. Uh, we're talking about practice, Allen Iverson, answer, or, answer. <laughs> or Philadelphia born and raised, uh, two year, three year anniversary of his, his death was today, actually. Kobe Bryant, who's better, Iverson or Bryant? Ooh. Oh, Aaron, can you take this one? Because I, I got to, yeah. Aaron, someone else take it first, man. Uh, that's not, to me, that's not even close. I mean, Kobe Bryant is five time NBA champion. A legend is the black mama for a reason. That guy is just, he made, he made me almost like the Lakers. Uh, that's how much I I've sustained for, for Kobe, Kobe Bryant by a landslide. Uh, um, Al Iverson did a lot with what he had. Uh, obviously not, not a tall guy, but I mean, Kobe Bryant is one of my favorite athletes of all time. Allen Iverson could be one of the most pound for pound best athletes this planet has ever seen. It, it blows me away to watch. Well, like, Aaron, like Aaron said, like what, what, what he had. Like this. Just, just, well, you know, but but we we're talking about practice. <laughs> Kobe practiced all the fucking time. That's what him and Shaq had their their their. That's why they broke up. Kobe said, "If you don't want to work as hard as up. me, then get like get fucked." And Shaq <laughs> got fucked. And look, and what did Kobe did? Kobe showed him. If you would have practiced, if 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 Shaq would have practiced half the time Kobe would, they'd be the what the 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 you know how we talk about uh, the mailman in Stockton. 
they would have put that to shame. It would have been Gretzky and Curry to me and you. Like that's how <laughs> good those two fuckers could have been together if if Shaq would have practiced. So I'm gonna, even though I didn't like either player, and Iverson was probably the better athlete, Kobe with his drive to succeed and his work ethic, I'll give it to Kobe. JD. Yeah, I think that Allen Iverson, I, the way that uh, Dave just put it, was was phenomenal. I think when I think AI, I think of him crossing up MJ. Um, I think of the handles that he had, the way that he made things look so seamless, the, make, the way he broke ankles. But then, yeah, you think of the Mamba and his, you know, his work ethic. And, and that's, that's what's tough for me is because I grew up, like, the first uh, NBA championship series that I watched was the Lakers and the Sixers. Like, those are the two teams that are ingrained in my mind. And, like, the Lakers. I forgot had, about that, actually. Yeah. The Lakers had so much more firepower. So if you're looking at success and work ethic, you got to go Mamba. And that's why, at the end of the day, whoever works hardest wins. Um, typically, so I got to go with the mom. But if I'm looking at pure talent, I, I got to say Iverson. And as I hate to say that in some ways, but I, I just have to. Like the, the man was gifted in ways that most NBA players can't even begin to dream of. And they're the best in the world. So, yeah, with the work ethic, the best guy wins. I have to go Mamba, but his talent, I got to go AI. So I guess it's kind of a toss up. Sorry if that doesn't answer the question. No, correctly. That's, that's a great breakdown, actually. I, I, I actually appreciate some wisdom when, because usually this point of the show when we're doing these who is betters. <laughs> Quite ridiculous, actually. But anyways, uh, last one. We'll get you guys out of here. It's it's a uh, Jesus. Eleven thirty at night there in uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, they're young. Who they're young? Yeah, at nine thirty. I'm like, oh fuck, I got to bed. Uh, last one. Who is better, Philadelphia icon Rocky Balboa, or born in West Philadelphia, born and raised Will Smith? Ooh. Who is better, Rocky or the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Are we going with a more likable character or a better actor? You can take it however you want. Break it down however you want. That's the greatest thing about the Who is Better segment. A or B. Sports (laughs) Bar Podcast. I feel like I talk too much, so I don't want to be, like, talking y'all ear off. No, go ahead, man. That's why we're here. Because the thing is, is that, like, we send this to my nephew, Jim, and then he, he's got to listen to it like two or three times still. So talk all you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we're, if we're looking at uh, the best actor, I mean, Will Smith, hands down. No offense to Sylvester Stallone, but Adrian, like I can't understand him half the time. Will Smith at least enunciates properly. Oh. Anyway, um, but as far as like icon goes, like Rocky is is a classic freaking movie. I can't think of a movie Will Smith is, is in that tops Rocky, just to be honest. But if we're looking at like, overall body of work as a talented actor i would go with will smith so again another toss-up man i'm sorry for the indecision but that's just what i gotta say who's cooler though like actual rocky balboa or actual like the fresh what was his name will smith in the in the, in the tv show oh, rocky balboa is way cooler than the fresh prince of Bel-Air. Will that's smith. what i'm getting at Oh my! I'm sorry. Well, you're uh, yeah, the fictional, the fictional character, the fictional character. Yeah, like uh, Prince. Who's cooler, the Prince of Bel Air or Rock? Oh, Is that I'm what sorry. you mean? Yeah. You can yeah. tell that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not cooler, but better. Who's better? There's no question about it. Aaron. Yeah, I I love an underdog story. I mean, I know. Will Smith's dad in the show, you know, dipped on him and, you know, and everything else. But oh, that was heartbreaking, that one. He uh, he kind of walked into some golden shoes out there in, in Cali. So 
Sylvester Stallone had to work for, or I'm sorry, Rocky had to work for everything he had. Uh, I got to go with Rocky by a lay. And I like Will Smith as much as the next guy, but Rocky had a tougher hand uh, and he made the most of it. So I got to go Rocky. I've never been to Philly. Like that, that, that depiction of, of like the early Rocky movies is Philly. Something is it, is it, is it a gritty town? My brother's oh, going yeah. there in two weeks, actually going to the flyers, a couple of flyers games. He's going to Philly in a couple of weeks, but is it a gritty town? I've never been very much. So. Yeah. Is yeah. he going to be wearing a flames Jersey? No, he's a, he's a, <laughs> his, his, uh, his wife, uh, her cousin, or uncle or something. Uh, we're not. We're not that close. Uh, the uh, is the goalie coach for the Flyers. So who are they going to see? Wow. Who's Flyers. visiting? That's all. Awesome. Uh, the Leafs, I think. Oh, I, I, I have an Oilers jersey collecting dust. I'm more than welcome to give it to him. <laughs> Dave, who's better? Will like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air or Rocky Balboa? Rocky. No one thinks of Philly when they hear Will Smith. Everybody thinks not. You don't think of Philly, but Rocky's from Philly. Rocky, easy answer. Rocky two to me is still the best movie ever made. Ever like, and it ain't close. And have like, you guys even seen the Rockies? It's been a while, but I have. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. no, I've seen the first like three. After that, I kind of was like, no, I'm good. I heard the first three were were just the best, so I stopped after that because I didn't want my good uh, choice. My, yeah, I didn't want my review of it to kind of go down. I'm like. You're Classic. completely right. Oh man, I like Rocky Two's on. I watch it and I cheer every time. Like I love that movie so much. <laughs> I, I think it's so great. I I love it. I love it. Boys, thanks for joining us. Uh, tell us, JD. First, uh, I want to give uh, some new. Th- both of you guys actually, the, the show's gone up leaps and bounds. You guys are putting up lots of content last last couple of months. Uh, what was uh, the the thought process, the changes you guys have made, and uh, how are things going? Uh, thought process was Aaron just hit me up and was like, Hey, I got a sports show. You should come on. And I was like, yeah, cool. And, and I did. And it worked well. The first show or two, we got some good feedback and just kind of been running with it since then. And uh, I have a lot of time, like I said, because I'm recovering from surgery. So I got plenty of time to do, uh, you know, look into marketing type stuff. Like we're doing a full rebrand now. going to have some sweet new logos coming out soon. Um, but just, yeah, have the time to do that research and, you know, Aaron and I make it work and I've reached out to people, got some, you know, guests on the show. So it's, I enjoy, I enjoy chatting. I enjoy talking, I, you know, and I like the business kind of side of it, just kind of trying to make it into something better, you know, nothing but up as Aaron always calls, calls me and says. Go ahead. Me? Whoever. No. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> I, well, no, but I got, Sorry, I was snacking. I had it myself on mute. Yeah, and you good radio. Me. That <laughs> Fuck me. Take that out, Jim, please. <laughs> Nonetheless, your energy, and, and I can, can tell your, your guys' enthusiasm when you're talking about whatever you're talking about. I I dig it, and I like it. And and, and thanks for taking the time to come with us tonight. I I like these, obviously. I, I, I dig it when we get together with other podcasters and um it, it's fun to to produce content together and, and have a laugh and bust each other's balls because that's kind of where I get off a little bit is busting balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've known Dave 25, 30 years now, and uh, I don't I don't think he even believes half the shit that he says. He says it for uh, for a fact. Uh, yeah. uh, Aaron, your, your guys' show is doing really well. Like, you got a lot 
a lot better, a uh, lot, lot more stuff coming out. Uh, how are you feeling about your show lately, and uh, what, do you, what do you got in the near future that's coming up? Yeah, yeah, always always appreciate you guys having having me on and, and obviously having JD on now with, with the Burley Honest Sports Podcast. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to pump out as much content as we can. Like JD said, we're trying to do a, re, a full rebrand. We'll start doing video here, you know, as soon as as soon as we're able to and things like that. And, uh, yeah, just, just try to take it up a notch. I mean, you guys are kind of the gold standard not to, to polish your shoes, but uh, <laughs> you, got, you guys have been at it a while and uh, – you got, I mean, I mean, hell, you got like four or five different segments. Oh, fuck, it's overtaking so, my life. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely cool. I mean, there's a lot of, I listen to the Michael K show a lot, even though I'm not, not a New York guy, but that's a great show. I, I aspire to try and, you know, get half uh, of what they got going on. So, uh, I just love talking sports and as Dave's they, I couldn't say it any better than, than what Excuse Dave me. said about busting balls. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just trying to take it up a notch every, every time and, and try and get one percent better. Yeah, JD, uh, we'll finish up here. Where can everybody find you? What uh, What's the uh, What's your guys? Your, your most Spotify than anything, right? Yeah, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, I know there's a couple other places that that you can get us like publishing it through Anchor. But yeah, pro- primarily Spotify, Anchor Music. You can Google us. Uh, check us out on Twitter. Twitter handle is at Brutally Honest, except without the T, Brutally Honest, because Twitter won't give us the T. But um, is that? Yeah. It too many characters, and for some reason I started saying that it's just kind of become a thing, and, and I'm rolling with it. People say they like it, so <laughs> but yeah, it's too many characters. I was trying so many different ways to get some sort of brutally honest like combo, and if brutally honest was available. I'm like it's close enough. People don't even pronounce the T half the time anyway. I'm sure. So you know that's what we rolled with. But yeah, thank you so much for having us on, man. It was a real, real pleasure. You guys are awesome. Definitely no, it was, it was a lot of fun. It's always a good time having having Aaron on now. The now UJD, we can probably uh, hook up and do some things in the very near future. Maybe when uh, the baseball season rolls around, uh, opening days only fifty eight days away or so. Now we can. Not that <laughs> I know anything, but just around there. <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll get you guys off maybe for a major league baseball preview show or something. We'll talk about that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun having you guys on it as well. Dave, any closing thoughts on the uh, on the show tonight? No, like one, like I thought we summed it up. Uh, thanks, thanks again, guys. It's always fun. It's nice to coexist and promote each other on on the platform. And uh, it's gonna be interesting to see who's eating crow come Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> either either one guy or three guys are eating. Yeah, crow. I got, I got, I got uh, Bengals Eagles. Dave, you. I got uh, I got Niners, KC. Aaron, Bengals, Eagles. JD, Bengals, Eagles. There we go. Three out of four guaranteed is going to happen. So, anyways, the fourteen twenty Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other, and more importantly, take care of yourself. See you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? Brutally honest, boys. Don't swing at high pitches. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you on Monday night. Night, everybody.